On this week's episode of Third and Forever, Kevin and I discuss the final week of preseason, as well as some other roster moves that our teams made, and we end things as always with episode four of Hard Knocks. All right, let's go. episode of third and forever presented by 10,000 takes i'm your host adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host kevin Holm. kevin how we doing uh i'm in mourning <laughs> i i am very sad about several players not, black tuesday not, was upon us yeah not black actually tuesday sad but us. but funny sad um so yeah. it's i mean i don't know it's bittersweet there are a couple guys and you, you know i hate final roster cuts so much that I didn't even get to the end of Hard Knocks, which we'll talk about, but I just avoided it. I think they all made the team. Oh, boy. What a world you live in. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, obviously, if, as the intro, uh, we're going to be just talking about the last week of preseason games, uh, what we saw. You know, a lot of that, though, is, you uh, like we've said, I don't know, I'm, I'm it's beating a dead horse here. You take everything with a massive heaping of salt, like no. a grain of salt. No, we like both it, went 0-3 in the preseason, and it's because we suck. Yeah, but hey, the Ravens the Ravens made history when their 20th straight preseason game. At what at cost? Quite a cost. Yeah, yeah. quite a cost. So uh, a couple uh, news things. J.K. Dobbins, he went down early in the game, kind of a, a one of those weird things. It happened at Washington. FedEx mm-hmm. field is cursed. Oh, FedEx, yeah. the, Washington's football field. Is cursed. I don't. I know they've redone it, and they've like they're like, oh, it's new grass, it's new, ter-, you know, it's it's, it's 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 different. No, it's it, not. It's it, not the it's, grass. It's like built on a burial ground. It's so bad. It's it's built on a burial ground of people who the team may have until recently been named after. Yeah. And yeah, I I know the Packers play the team this year, and I am quite glad that it is in Lambeau Field because I just don't trust. I don't. I well, don't trust that stadium. Well, also. Um, I, I, that's a perfect segue, but I kind of want to go into it right now. Uh-huh. Packers were gifted a, a, a wonderful thing because of a natural disaster that's affecting part of our country, unfortunately. Um, I do they, not control where hurricanes I understand that, do but you can acknowledge like, what a break. Like, New Orleans is, First you know, my game back after COVID season, New Orleans all, gets its yeah, home field advantage. Being there, and it's, nope. it's a definite break, and I just... Yeah. I can't believe that you would think of football at a time like this. My thoughts and prayers are with the people of. I mean, I, I actually hope that everyone in New Orleans is okay. Oh, I, but, I do too. I, but I, like, obviously, but it's. I heard they were going to have it at AT and T, and I was like, that seems like a weird. No, choice. it's no, it's it's at the other one. It's at Jacksonville. Yeah, where they have the you know the swing pools and stuff like that. So that's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, because AT and T, that's the uh, the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I was like, I don't want Jerry getting this money. Not after <laughs> what I've seen crying at his uh, press conferences yeah so um jk dobbins it, it was worried that that he would be lost for the year with an acl tear and it was confirmed uh on monday that it was or not on monday i'm sorry on a uh, uh, sunday yeah it was on sunday it was they, confirmed yes, they by played the MRI. Saturday. Yep. so so here's what happened we actually you and i and well, i think the news broke eight of our other day. friends yeah. eight of our other friends uh had a draft uh, our fantasy football draft on Saturday. 
we ideally like to do it. We always like to wait until, you know, right before the season starts. But mm. this year with the only shorted week and people, you know, it being Labor Day this weekend, people are going to be traveling like we got to do it Saturday because we're doing offline. So we needed everyone except for three people that don't live in the state um, in person. And so we got through, you know, we, we did it along that way. And I, you actually took, you took Gus Edwards, I think in the fourth round, and then you took J.K. Dobbins in somewhere like the 10th, 11th. No, or... I, I took Gus Edwards in, I think the, I, I like the five, six turn. So back of the fifth. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. So yeah, the be- no, the beginning of the sixth. Yeah. So well, yeah, whatever it right. was, but yeah, you took a beginning of six and then and you then took J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. J.K. Dobbins for insurance after the fact. And cause that, yeah. the news hadn't yet broken of what it was for sure. And so, right. I mean, I view this, it's obviously a blow to the Ravens. I still think the Ravens are a contender. I think that Gus Edwards in his time with the Ravens has, you know, been fairly productive in his, you know, more limited role. And he's usually just been like a goal line vulture. Like he usually comes in and just, he's like their power back. But I think so he averages somewhere in the neighborhood of like four yards or something like that per carry yard. Maybe I, I don't have the stat in front of me, but I know that he has been competent and I know that the Ravens kind of whole offensive scheme and the way that it's designed, not to say that you don't need a talented running back, but it's set up in a way that confuses defenses, puts them in a pretzel. And so I, I don't think that this means the Ravens are done for the season. I don't he, think he it. averages 5.2 yards a carry. Yeah. So I in mean, his career. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. And yeah. I, I think that the Ravens definitely still have a shot. They got a kind of a stable of guys behind him too, that are, you know, potentially talented, but kind of untested. So, and mm-hmm. they still might bring in somebody else, but it's looking more and more like maybe not. Yeah. Um, so I yeah I don't think the Ravens are sunk I think this hurts them but not a ton. Because um, it, it if I remember them. correctly, Justice Hill yep he played he played a good amount last year too. Um, just because Dobbins obviously being a rookie last year and yep. you know working his way into the system we even saw this with Clyde edwards alaire like it just it's hard to lean on him unless you're like Najee Harris or Derek you know these yeah. these guys that come in that were workhorses and are just physically ridiculous well, and, and the headline here you know the main story sucks for jk dobbins kind of like it sucks for cam Akers, which happened you know earlier in the offseason where he went down with a season-ending injury and these two guys it doesn't sink their teams but it's no. just terrible for them two second year running backs poised to have you know really nice seasons and you know it's just part of football it's something you can do about it and they're in a very difficult division. I, I The AFC North is probably, I'd say it's right after the NFC West as the most, like, the hardest division in football, like, just, just from because, top to bottom. Yeah, just because of consistency's sake, there's no punching bags. There's no Correct. Texans. There's no Lions. There's no, you know, uh, I, I, don't, Jags, I, mean, I think the Jets, Raiders are going to suck. You know. Yeah, so, like. Of years past, the, you know, every year it changes. Yeah, I don't know. You'll see some teams jump up, but but there's no clear fourth place. T- I guess right. there kind of is in the Bengals, but still, they they can they can scrap around and fight a little bit. And so, yeah it's, yeah, it's a tough division, but I think the Ravens still have a pretty good shot. Yeah. Um. So some other news. Basically, let's just go through. Um. Was there anything that shocked you with your with your team's with cuts? My team. Yeah. Um. It didn't shock me for kind of on-field merit, but I was really surprised that they kind of had a 
a Loki, you know, I think it, I think it was like a sixth round pick or something. They traded to the Rams for their punter, and they cut mm-hmm. J.K. Scott, a yeah. former fifth round draft pick a couple of years ago, and he was a great meme. You know, he looked like he was twelve. He was he, the the subreddit loved him. He didn't actually punt the ball very well though, and. He kind of got to fly under the radar last year because humble brag incoming. The Packers didn't punt all that often in the grand scheme of things, and so you know it was kind of like ah he stinks, but what what, I mean, what are we going to do? A punter. Yeah, you no, of course. And, and so I was I wasn't shocked that they I wasn't shocked that they wanted to move on. I was just kind of surprised that they did at sort of the eleventh hour, and I'm just not used to you know more decisive. Uh, actions like that from the Packers management, which honestly I think is a good thing. I don't know. You never should have got rid is, of Mortel. But... You never should have got rid of Mortel. Uh, holder of the year, dude. Don't mm-hmm. remind me. I was so upset a, when that happened. A big shock for me. Um, you guys cut Kamal Martin. Yeah, from and the that Gophers. Was, like, that he was played actually... a lot. He played well last year. Like he, he played fairly well last year. I think he was the highest graded rookie inside linebacker. And he, like I that. think he was like a fifth or sixth rounder. So it's not like you know that's. Yeah, that's fine. I don't. I, I don't. I, it, I thought it was maybe like off-field stuff, but yeah. I haven't seen anything, so I don't. I don't really know. Yeah, and but. I'm not sure if there was personality conflicts off the field stuff. I know that he had a abysmal showing in the preseason this year, and yeah, I can't really attest to any of that. But I've kind of heard stuff from people that get way more into the film than I do that he just kind of looked lost. And there's a chance that with a new defensive coordinator and some other guys that. You know, he he had a good season last year, but it's not like there's nobody else around him that, you know, is that same level of player, just kind of like passively good that, I don't know, it kind of surprised me, but it is what it is. And at the end of the day, you kind of got to trust the organization that, I mean, they cut him way before they had to get down to 53, so it wasn't even... It didn't even seem like it was really that hard. Of no, a it just kind of happened. That's why I thought it was like maybe he did something and we'd see yeah. some reports about it. Yeah, and no I one else you guys... picked him up either. So that's yeah. I, I know you guys added Devondre Campbell in this yep. off season, but like, still, I don't know. I was a little little surprised by L- it. Linebackers um, aren't something historically that the Packers value either. Yeah. They're, they're they're just kind of a, a less valuable position, I think, in the in the franchise in general. Which is interesting because. Usually you guys run a 3-4 defense, meaning that there's going to be four of them on the field. Yeah, there's four um, of them, so they don't have to be as good, you know? It's kind of middle so out there. You, you think, but... Um, yeah. oh, the I only mean, other calling... one I wanted to touch on, mm-hmm. um, Equinemius. You, you were great, man. You used up so many of those jersey letters. <laughs> actually, no, because Equinemius not was really. on the jersey. as just St. Brown, so that's actually not that bad. But... Uh, I don't know. It's it's a bummer. I've never been like a huge Equinemius St. Brown fan, but it's just kind of like I, I saw a tweet where someone was like, if this guy's name was like David Smith, no one would care, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And it's definitely true, but it's still he was, weird. He was probably the most like well-known like fifth receiver. Yeah. Like among in the oh, league. Oh, for somewhere. sure. Yeah. For, I mean, like... it's all because of that first name. And so, you know, I, I'd like some thoughts and prayers directed towards packer fans packer twitter packer subreddit because we've lost a lot of memes in the last week mm-hmm. and i mean, will recover but it's going to be tough i mean hey jake kumaro made the bills he made the roster so i bet that's a damn it rod rodder just sitting there like son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> he was really hoping he'd fall but 
Well, um, they wouldn't have picked him up anyway, but yeah. But, no. but I think uh, obviously the news about Bakhtiari being put on yeah. the unable to perform list. Yeah, getting put in the PUP, being out for six weeks, and that is that, a hard pill to swallow. No matter how, yeah, that, that, no matter how you, you shape it, that's going to hurt, um, especially yeah. with your beginning schedule where you're going against teams that typically have a good rush. Yeah, um, and I don't think that that's a death blow. I think that the line no. is in a place where, you know, they invested some capital. I think we're going to have two rookies starting on it that have kind of earned those jobs over established veterans. And so I don't think that it's, you know, a crippling blow. It's definitely huge, though. And the, the silver lining just has to be, you know, look, we made this guy the highest paid left tackle in football last season. You know, I, I think someone gets like a nickel more than him now. But the mm. point is that he's a huge part of this franchise. He's a huge investment. And the absolute last thing we want to do with linemen in their, you know, lower body injuries is try to force, you know, somebody back too soon, re-aggravate right. something and just kind of, you know, break the player. So I wish Bakhtiari a speedy recovery and... In the meantime, we will cross our fingers. I mean, I would, I'd be okay if he missed a little longer than than the six weeks, but maybe, maybe it'd be like a Daniel Hunter thing. But that's obviously, I don't want anyone to be hurt. But I'm still I waiting like... for the take to come out. Like maybe he should have been rehabbing instead of chugging beers at the Bucks games. <laughs> I mean, hey, <laughs> hey, you know, it's. It, it, it's not a necessarily wrong to think that, but I, I think know. it's definitely wrong. But... <laughs> let's, um, let's get to your team. What, what, what yeah, do you want to so, talk about here? Uh, my team is actually very a lot of news. Um, Can we talk about our sweet prince? So I, I first want to say thank you, Lord, that we can finally bid farewell, kind of, to. Dakota Dozier That's, and yep. Drew Samia. Um, they were both cut to get down to 53. Dozier came back to the practice squad, which I'm okay with it. No, I'm dude, okay with it. He's lurking there. He's just See, waiting for an opportunity. But that's the thing where it's like, yes, I understand that you're like, how often do you have a guy that, you know, experience <laughs> experience? It's like that Loki quote, you know, where it's, um, you know, yeah. Oh, do you consider failure as experience? I consider experience experience. And like, it's it, yeah, but he's garbage. So I'm like, if he just rots on the practice squad, that's fine. I he's don't. A, he's on the practice squad, and he's just he's just biding his time. He's like, yeah. he's got the jaws theme, like Dozier. Dozier. I think one of the bigger surprises, <laughs> one of the big surprises, um, is Amir Abdullah being cut and then signed to the practice squad. So. They really liked what they saw with uh, Amir Smith-Marset as a return guy, and I, I, I'm not surprised. I think the fact that he's, A, competent at catching the ball on punts, and B, can actually get more than, like, two yards on a return mm-hmm. is – I mean, it, it was not – it was a low bar to cro- to get above, but he did it. Like it's pretty low. Yeah, and like, and I, and I've been on record here saying that I'm pretty big on Amir Smith-Marset. I, I do think – that he could, with the right coaching and the right time, could turn into a bit of a diamond in the rough type of situation. Um, you know, he has a lot of similarities to some other guys that we found in the fifth round um, that are now doing really well for a certain team out east. Um, Name one. 
<laughs> the one that won you the fantasy championship last year. <laughs> my favorite yeah. player. I always now on my loved team. him. Who's now on my team. I had to yeah, do he's it. He's going to suck um, this year. <laughs> um, another one. I I don't I'm I mean AJ Rose was kind of the preseason standout in terms of the game production uh running back he from Kentucky he 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 wasn't need to make the team I'm not surprised by that just because it's like I don't know I mean Alexander Madison Dalvin Cook how much is actually going to be there and he has no re- special teams capability that Amir Abdullah had so it didn't make much sense to take up a roster spot but he's we retained him he's on the practice squad so who knows um obviously then some big news that happened Irv Smith Jr. who was you know set for a a big breakout year after Kyle Rudolph left he I don't I I have looked back at the game I can't against Kansas City I can't find a moment that looks obvious that he got hurt on but he got hurt at some point and it was his knee, and there was, I'm sure, like, he had to have some surgery. Yeah. It could, it's it, just, like a meniscus type of deal. In, and, in my very unmedical opinion, uh, meniscuses are weird. And so, I mean, it could have literally been at any point, you know? Yeah. It's not one of those where you see it right away and you go, oh, he's got a meniscus. Well, there's the type of meniscus injury where, like, they're like, oh, they have to go in surgery, and they just kind of trim it up. They just kind of clean it up in there, and it's, you know, they're out for a few weeks. Not a big deal. Um, and then there's obviously the one, the full-on repair, which they're out for months. Um, unfortunately, it was the latter of that, and so we lost Irv he's, Smith he's Jr. for the for season. The season yeah. Yeah, he's done for the season, but the Vikings did acquire um, tight end Chris Herndon from the New York Jets. Um you know, not not an awful pick. We sent them a fourth rounder, which if you're sitting there freaking out that it's a fourth rounder, keep in mind Drew Samia was a fourth rounder. So if you not, don't like that we gave away our future picks, let me direct you to our past I, picks. I'm that just were saying terrible. it's like obviously like a fourth round. It's like they're <laughs> fourth once you get past like the really there's no sure thing with any draft pick, but obviously, you know, is what it is. Uh, we got a sixth round in return, that's, so that's how like McVeigh pitches. Like, yeah, we lost a first round pick, but Josh Rosen a was a first round, round pick. A fourth round is so different from a fourth. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I know, but it's just you <laughs> can pick a bad example of that. Either way, that Chris round Herndon pick. Chris Herndon has a high upside, um, and you know he's had some injury issues, and and he's been with the Jets. He's been with the Adam Gase Jets. He had a really good rookie year. Um, and he was, the he, last was couple with years. The Ad, he was with the Jets before they were the Adam Gase Jets. Yeah, and he did really well then. And then it was then Adam Gase came and not so great. Um, but they weren't good either. So I, I like his upside for a you know minimal kind of a cost. Uh like I said though, he's not having to come in and be like be the sole relier on for tight end. Like we still have Tyler Conklin. Um and like we you know, it's not like we rely on the tight end like Chiefs do. You know, it's whatever. Yeah, you don't need a Robert Tunyon out there just you know catching a hundred <laughs> touchdowns every season. It, I don't. I don't think he caught a hundred, but I uh, haven't um, checked the numbers, but it was close. So, like, I obviously it sucks. It's not a death blow, like you said. You know, to the Bakhtiari thing, like it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we got to the NFC Championship game. We lost our quarterback one and running back one. And so it's like injuries happen. Let's not hit the panic button here. You know, when the season even started, just chill out. Um, it's unfortunate. Yeah. 
but it happens. Uh, other than that, uh, Harrison Smith got an extension. Good for him. Uh, he's going to be retiring as a Viking, and that was what he wanted. Yeah, he got an extension until he's like 50. <laughs> till he's till he's like 35, 36. But yeah, yes. that's, what, that's what I said. <laughs> uh, you know, he... I I will always hold that Harrison Smith is one of the you know more underrated players in the league, especially for what he does in the Mike Zimmer defense. He's his value is you know it, it like if he's gone, you, the, his the meaning of him being gone will be very evident. Like you're gonna notice it immediately. And um, I'm a big Harrison Smith fan. I've always Harrison has been. Smith is one of those Vikings that I actually don't actively dislike. Yeah, I think it was because he used to kind of line up. Wasn't the other safety for a while, Sendejo? Yeah, I hated Sendejo. So like <laughs> next day I was like, oh, Harrison's fine. And that's the thing. Like Harrison Smith is is known like for the last couple of years. Like as the rules on like hits and have gotten a lot more strict, he's been penalized a lot. Just but like a lot of it. You know, it, it, we've, we've been on here a lot where we talk about how ticky-tacky a lot of calls can be, and it's just all on the, you know, you're just hoping for a good ref This crew. is an anti-ref podcast. Yeah. And, and like, we, we just, I don't know, we don't like a lot of how the NFL officials do things. Um, we never say it's an easy job, but, like, they should be better at it. Um, yeah, so, like, I, I love Harrison Smith. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy with it. I'm okay. He's... I think he's earned that contract for sure. I think I consider this contract extension like his thank you for everything you've done for our organization. Like, please like take this money and you are going to be going in the ring of the ring of honor and you know, all that stuff. Well, Mm -hmm. um, that's all I really have on my team. Nothing really jumped out that surprised me too much. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think other than that, in terms of league news, there's something that happened that we haven't talked about yet. Um, Cam Newton was released from uh, the New yes. England Patriots. Our, our let's yeah, our rookie, our rookie quarterback roundup here. So we both had said for sure it's going to be Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence starting right out of the gate. The next one in line was always like probably going to be Mac Jones or it should be Justin Fields just because Andy Dalton is garbage, but yeah, we're okay but, with him but playing. Now we have, and, but now and, we have this, this is something where you can kind of see, you know, I don't know. You have to be a really seasoned football fan to appreciate this, but there are subtle differences between uh, Matt Nagy and Bill Belichick. And these are some of them where, you know, the ability to kind of recognize that you are weighing your team down with, you know, the incumbent option when, you know, the future of the franchise is sitting right there. And so this actually, the more I think about it, the less it surprises me and the more that I kind of think it was a really good move because now you give Mac Jones the opportunity to be the leader of this team. Cam Newton isn't even the second guy making it weird. He's gone. He's totally out of the building. He's not hanging out in the locker room. He's not. This is Mac Jones's team now. And there's no one else really on the team, or at least on the offense for sure, that's going to, you know, be a bigger presence than him. I think it, it's setting him up to succeed at least culturally, if not, you know, on the field. Yeah, I, I, I think that 
I mean, it's the right call. Like I'm obviously, I think that Mac Jones is, is going to be the better quarterback or better option for your starting quarterback than Cam Newton. And as well as, you know, I, I can actually, you can make an argument that all five of them are the better options. Mm-hmm. Just a matter of timing, like Trey Lance, Obviously, that he apparently he had a, a chip in his finger. I even though yeah, I thought he, you're supposed to get, I thought you're supposed to get the vaccine in your arm, not your finger. But yeah, maybe you know, he got like another one. He's in California. They get a bunch. Yeah, and so I I think that it, it it's the right move, and I'm I'm so not surprised by like Bill Belichick just being like, you know, no mercy. See you, Cam. Just like well, and I think to a certain extent, Cam probably wouldn't have wanted to be the backup. He's a big no, flamboyant guy. He doesn't. You know, he can't just kind of like what Ryan Fitzpatrick did last year. Where he kind of bows out and says, all right, I want to just, you know, help Tua be the best quarterback. He can be. That's not Cam Newton. And that's right. not to say that Cam's a dick. He's just kind of nuts. And so <laughs> it was never going to work out that way. I think this was best for everybody. And who no, knows? Yeah, I mean, sure. Cam might end up somewhere still. He looked better this season than or in the preseason than he did last season. And there are teams that might want some help. I don't know. They could. He could go down to Houston and, you know, lose God, there. I mean, they got Tyrod Taylor. That's like diet Cam Newton, I think. Like Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. yeah. Tyrod Taylor is dunksters to Cam Newton's Oreos. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, I think that is Mac. It's, it's so like, I hate this. Is what I love about rookie quarterbacks. And I hate it because like, I don't know if there's really been one like Mac Jones. Mm. Well, he obviously posted uh, a TikTok that went that did really well. Yeah, Shout you, out to all. Use the word that went viral. There it is. <laughs> and so, like, shout out, shout out to all the the new followers and and you know build an empire that, over here. Yeah, and, and you know we're at six hundred fifty nine thousand views on it. Like that's it's pretty sweet. Um, <laughs> and it's it it just it, like. Mac Jones is Tom Brady, like like little Tom Brady, like everything about it. I don't yeah, know. That, that's I, what I, I, I was kind of saying, I think, last week where it was like, you know, Bill got out of his long-term relationship with Tom, and he went in yeah. a completely different direction, and he immediately went back to basically new Tom. You know, he has a type, and this is it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I'm interested to see how it goes. Like, it's one of those things where we can look at it and be like, not really care too much because, you know, we don't ever really play them. Uh, I would love to see though. Like, it would be great if Zach Wilson and Matt Jones turn out to be like, like studs and actually really good, mm-hmm. and you just have that division rivalry going for the next decade. Like, that'd be sweet. That would be um, cool, and that would kind of—it's a nice reset because I think. Well, and then if Tua everyone, maybe works out, mm-hmm. then you got Josh Allen in there too. Like he's the oldest guy; he's twenty-five. Yeah, he's twenty-five. That's he's crazy. the oldest guy. That's crazy, and so yeah. I think the AFC East is in such a cool spot right now, where obviously, you know, historically speaking, one of them will not work. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, maybe they might. Maybe they might. Who knows? Yeah, and so I I think that I think it's really cool. And like I was saying, you know, I think we all got sick of the Patriots, but I'm ready to watch the Patriots again. I don't honestly care anymore now that you know there's kind of been a reset. They had they had a soft reboot, and they recast the main guy, and I, I'm mm-hmm. ready to watch it again. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's let's transition. Unless you got anything else nope. league wide that I'm forgetting about, let's no. go to Hard Knocks. So. 
the penultimate episode of Hard Knocks. This is where I'm like kind of confused because I wasn't sure if this was ending. I'm like, well, preseason's over, so we're gonna have another episode. And I'm like, are we gonna have another episode? And we are. So I don't really know what. I mean, obviously, it's gonna be so much heavy on the cuts, even though we know what a lot of them are. Yeah, it's really gonna get undercut by the fact that we know like who made the team and who didn't. You know, it's going to be kind of an interesting because they don't usually do this, right? Yeah, well, normally they always it usually ends with them, you know, the cut day and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's usually that's how it usually goes. Um, but because the new structure of this offseason and the roster cutdowns where they have to get to certain numbers was moved up essentially a week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a weird format. So I'm not really like we know who gets cut and. Um, you know, it is what it is. Well, let's just go through the episode. Um, another one of like weird, like you could tell they're short on stuff. So like, I, I actually don't even remember a whole whole lot how the episode started. Yeah. And so full disclosure to the listeners, um, I only saw about half of this episode and I don't know, it was fine. I, the, the first kind of section of it that I, you know, at the very beginning was all COVID centric, which was kind of interesting, but it's not really new anymore. You know, like last season, it would have been much more interesting to see all the COVID protocols in effect. We're all kind of familiar with that now. It's more routine. And the thing that I thought was funny is that they go, they go through COVID stuff and they're talking about it nonstop for like the first five minutes. And then, when they get the okay to everyone comes back in the facility, they showed like seven slow motion shots in a row of like guys spitting on each other. Yeah. <laughs> just and sweat flying around. You could see the little particles in the air. And they were like, man, COVID's really serious. We gotta do everything we can to make sure that alright, no, we're we're good to go. Okay, everyone get your get your juices all over each other. And and that's like one of those things that always happens with hard knocks, where it's like I get why they do it because they want to show like how intense and like yeah you know crazy like, NFL practices are. Yeah, and, like, it's just a really funny. And... Yeah, it's just a really funny juxtaposition of those two things. Yeah, I I don't know. So I there's a couple things that I want to note. Um, is Leighton Vander Esch like okay? Like I've never seen someone so bad at Connect Four. Like I, this is this is also an extension of like every games. episode. Yeah, they play like a fucking game, and and they never show it. Like Connect Four no. would actually be really easy to like follow along. We with. did see him lose the, like the fourth move though, or like the third move, like super yeah, early. Like, if, it literally, if you are not like two children playing each other, like Connect Four. You should like almost fill up the board. It's a very easy game to yeah. not lose. Yeah. And they're just like, "Oh, you got me." And it's like we've placed like like I don't even think you put four in. Like I I don't know. It was weird. I and I just want them to stop doing games. Yeah. I I also really I respect uh, Trayvon Diggs for trying to uh, talk crap to Amari Cooper and like. <laughs> just get absolutely bodied by him by a backup quarterback throwing him the ball too. Like it's not even Dak doing it. It's just like it's Cooper Rush or whoever it is. Yeah. And I'm like, woof, well, and, dude. And later on in the episode, they didn't talk about any of the final 53 cuts, right? Mm-mm. Because I know no. for a fact that next week we're probably going to see Danuch 
clearing out his locker and that yeah uh, yeah he gets the axe we already know so like i don't know do i I spoil what happens like obviously like i know who makes it and who not who doesn't like who that we've been like following along as we've been going well let's not spoil it we'll talk about it a little bit next week i think next week we'll talk about hard knocks for like a second but most of it's gonna be you know season preview type stuff so we'll yeah briefly touch on hard knocks okay um all right well so in this we we saw Amari Cooper more, which we've been we've been like, where has he been? Well, because uh, Ceedee Lamb had COVID, so like, yeah, so he couldn't no, show yeah, no Ceedee Lamb. No Ceedee Lamb. Uh, we haven't we haven't seen him at all, just because he's out with COVID protocol. Um, we didn't really see a whole lot of Zeke today this week. No, there wasn't a lot of Zeke. Th- Other than was... like hyping up Jaquan Hardy, the other mm-hmm. running back, um, which like I I don't know, like I'm I'm big on. I think this has been great for Zeke's image because before this, I always I did not like him at all. Like all, I was just, all I, I knew about Zeke was uh, was allegations. We'll put it that way. Yeah, and pulling up and, his jersey, and, and also like his dog kept mauling people or something. Like that's yeah. all I ever heard about Zeke. And then like yeah, his like little uh, cutoff stuff crop that he like, like crop to top that he does, and the fact that he looks like an Ewok, and so. Yeah. All, you know, the picture that all those things paint is not great, and I think this definitely helped to rehab his image a little bit. Yeah, I I think he I don't know he looks looks pretty funny. Uh, the mailroom supervisor, uh, what's his name? It was uh, oh, is he back? Well, he yeah, he came at the end where he was like letting people in or whatever, like seeing them like roll into the parking lot, and he mm-hmm. saw like Zeke and all them, and so he was just out there with the mailroom supervisor. Um, just staring so, down Dak and Elf. Yeah, he <laughs> he made some appearances. Um, Mike McCarthy debuted in the worst shirt I have ever seen. Yeah, so I didn't see the shirt <laughs> in the show, but I saw it everywhere <laughs> as soon as the show was released, and I was like, "What is happening?" It was they, so and, awful. And people were doing, you know, like where they make Joe Buck's forehead gigantic. They like destroyed the. <laughs> it was the same thing with the shirt, kind of in reverse. And, and I was I, like, I just. Oh. I love that he thinks that everyone's like, oh, Mike, yeah, it's, it's so funny, and they're laughing with him. No, Mike, they're laughing at you. All these dudes are like, this fucking clown. Like, Can, can you imagine Aaron Rodgers sitting at home, glass of tequila in hand, and Mike is just in his fucking party shirt, and Aaron's <laughs> watching Hard Knocks, and he just, just shatters the glass in his hand. <laughs> I just, I, oh my gosh, I, I don't know, um... I do like what we saw. I, I I would buy Dak Prescott's pylon game. Prescott's pylon game. That sounds actually like a cool thing. What, you know? what, what is that? Pitch so, me that because I missed that one. So pylon, the, he goes, they, apparently they play a game at, like of the quarterbacks where mm-hmm. they, they set up from a certain distance and they try to hit all the pylons. Mm, um, okay. And he'd be like, Prescott was, was pitching. He goes like, He's sitting there with all the offense, like Kellen Moore's there, the uh, quarterback coach, and then the, all the other like quarterbacks and all that there, and you know personnel people or whatever. Yeah. And he's like talking. He's like, he's like, oh, this this should actually be like you know it's like cornhole, like have it at like tailgates. He's like, just call you know have like a pylon game, like you know you could sell it. You know it costs like ten dollars to make, twelve dollars to make, sell it for like forty bucks, and like you'd be a millionaire. <laughs> and they're going around. He's like, "What do you call it?" And he called it like, uh, I can't remember what he what his name was. But then someone's like Prescott's pylon game, and he's like, "Oh, he's like that's Not good." Too bad. And so it's like, I don't know. I mean, like, 
I, I, that sounds fun. Like you just sit around, you you know, you try to do it. I, I don't know, but I think like Dak is he's interesting because he's like the alt. He I love that he always plays the chip on his shoulder because he's all he never will forget that he was drafted. You know, in like the third, fourth round or whatever it was, and mm-hmm. after being a really accomplished college quarterback he just fell for whatever reason i don't really remember why that was um no i don't either honestly i don't remember hearing because like i remember him being he was like in the heisman talk his rookie his senior year his last year and you know he was doing really well with mississippi state at one point they're number one in the country then they lost a couple of games late and they fell off a little bit but i don't know i mean i don't know what happened that year in in the draft process but um yeah, I don't know. You, you I, were I talking like about him a little bit. Yeah, you were talking about rehabbing Zeke's image, and I don't think that Dak's image needed, you know, per se rehabbing. But this is definitely—he's just not a very like public guy. I feel like, like I don't know. I see, you know, Patrick Mahomes out here doing everything, and all these other quarterbacks. And I guess it's probably just more a function of that they've been around in the league for longer. They've been in the spotlight longer, but. I felt like I knew almost nothing about Dak and now at least there's a little something to go off of. And so I don't think, you know, I guess I don't think you need to rehab like a guy like Zeke, but I definitely like him a lot more now than I did before hard knocks started. Yeah. Um, I do want to say Mike McCarthy, this is a, the third week in a row. Where the fuck is our mojo moment? Mike it's lost just, his it's the never mojo coming. moment had to be that shirt, I think. Yeah. Or just... after. He brought it to wherever he was going. <laughs> I, I just he, he mojo moment on something. I don't know what happened there, but I think that they have to they're also giving us one extra episode this season because he hasn't smashed a watermelon yet. And I don't think that's he's kind of the it. whole point. No, he has he, to. I don't I don't think he's going to. I if he doesn't, I'm gonna be I'm I'm gonna be so upset because ever since I heard that story last year, I've wanted to see it because I feel like what I'm picturing can't possibly do it justice. (laughs) You know, like it's got to be so much better than what I'm thinking of. (laughs) I I also want to end talking about Hard Knocks. Um, Terrell Basham, the stand-up that he was trying, like who said like I kind of want to have a career in comedy. Um, that was like a solid like C minus. I don't even see the 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 like linchpin of his whole bit that he was doing is that it's like an inside joke. Yeah, you have to be on the Cowboys to know this. Yeah, like no one else knows how Lawrence is, or I think he was doing a voice for him that was probably yeah. funny. But like you couldn't take that out somewhere else, even a Cowboys fans, and do it yeah. because. I don't know. It's kind of funny that he's being a little eccentric or, you know, being weird, but it, it just, it doesn't work to anyone, but your teammates who actually know who this dude is. So. And, and I love how they were like, he did that. And I, I'm curious how the other people in the audience would, were reacting to it. Maybe mm-hmm. just like kind of like awkwardly laughing along as all of his teammates were flipping out because they all found it funny actually, which I, I don't doubt that it wasn't funny, but it's like, if you're not, aware of who these people are it's like he how would you know that the defensive line coach is british yeah or has a british accent you know you would like what, what is this it, it was a good like rookie hazing you know do a stand-up for you, you know so, something in that nature where you know that it's for a specific group but i'm and not I gonna also, be buying tickets anytime soon I'll i also that. love how they 
cut to him like doing the same joke and the same delivery, the same everything in like the meeting room. Like like okay, we literally just heard all this the same joke before, and yeah, then if, if anything, then Demarcus they should have done Lawrence that reverse. Like they yeah. should have showed him warming up at the facility with a couple guys, and then doing the whole show. And then Demarcus Lawrence walks in, then he fucks up because he got distracted or whatever. I don't know. And well, what, then, a, uh, what a crazy coincidence that Demarcus Lawrence walked in right then. Yeah. And it, it, wow, great television. And and I love how there's like I I don't know who it is. There's like this one like or like I don't know. He was like the white defensive lineman, the white dude or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was both times in the comedy place in the comedy club and the meeting room. He was just dying. He was just laughing so hard. Like, dude, that, that's a friend everyone needs. A friend everyone – you need that guy. <laughs> when you're doing something like that, you need to have that friend because, like, there's, like, there's no way it's that funny twice for you, buddy. I'm sorry. It's not. <laughs> that guy is, That guy's just trying to make the team. <laughs> I guess. He's like, maybe this will impress them. If I, I laugh know. so hard, they'll be like, he's he's a good guy. Oh. Um, all right, that's that's all I really got at Hard Knocks. I mean, I yeah. know you didn't watch the game too much or see the ending of it, but – you, you get, you know, there's um, Isaac Alarcon's mom and brothers are there again. Oh, my God. She's, was she, she's was she just doing as fucking... loud and oh, annoying I'm so glad I missed as that. before. And Azur Kamara's, his mom was there with his family. Uh-huh. And the, the juxtaposition of both of them, she was just, like, being quiet, like, Azur! <laughs> just, mm-hmm. like, little quiet chants yeah. that no way he could hear. But I'm like... That's that's the mom. And the whole beat. stadiums will send the other the mom. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I was, I don't know. I, I was watching, I was watching with my with my girlfriend Paige. Shout out Paige. That, and she was just like, like, oh, oh, that's the that's the one we were talking oh, about. No. Like, yes. Oh yes. No. <laughs> this is the mom. Like that's the one that we were talking about last week. Yeah, she's um, she's the worst. Uh, wait, yeah. wait, what? One thing before we wrap up. So the last the last bit of uh, hard knocks talk. I want you to mm-hmm. spoil next week for me, okay? Okay. Does Micah Parsons get cut? No, he makes the team. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I feel shocked. I don't even think he played in the last game. Well, I, I congratulations to him. I'm sure he's <laughs> elated to have made the 53. You're right. The number ninth pick or whatever it was, tenth pick or in the he, draft. He fought. He, he was an uphill battle to get here, but, you know, he made it, and it's a real Cinderella story. For a lot of people, like, the number one defensive player like in the draft, oh, he made it? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, we're obviously going to come back and talk about who made it, who didn't make it, as well as mainly, though, as we talked about last next or earlier, next week is all going to be our preseason or our whole, like, prediction it's our prediction episode so we're going to go through each division what we think is going to be the winner and then we're going to go through our playoff teams that we think you know the three wild cards in each conference um do you want to do records i'm curious i can do records i have i have a spreadsheet that i have been tinkering in with for a while all right so we're going to include records so we'll have records in there um and yeah obviously we are so we are very well known for being unbelievable at predictions so it's gone really well in the past expect it to be 14 to 14 so if teams that make the playoffs um also if anyone out there is you know i I think most of the listeners know that uh there's one quarterback in the nfl that i really really 
really don't like. And I decided to take drastic measures. Don't you dare. I decided (laughs) to take drastic measures this year and pick him up in fantasy football to ensure that his career dies here and now. I dare Thomas Edison Brady. I don't think that's his middle name. (laughs) I dare him to not completely fall apart. I mean, you were kind of close. It's Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. That's so he's got two middle names that entitled <laughs> son of a bitch. But anyway, I I challenged him not to fall apart this year with the weight of my fantasy football expectations resting on his shoulders, his old <laughs> feeble shoulders. That is all I have to say. Great. <laughs> well, guess who I am for fantasy football? I, I I'm really leaning into it. Yeah, we're, have... we're both taking quarterbacks that we despise. <laughs> I don't despise him. No. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Allen's my quarterback, so you know I. Your you're welcome, Bills favorite. fans. Adam had Bills ranked Mafia, 30 I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan this year, so. Oh Doubt God. Doubt uh, Phil Mackey, I continue not to be a fan. Um, That's we didn't even talk about that. We didn't even talk about me getting no free ads. Yeah, sorry. Um, Tell us right. what it means. Is it an acronym? For what? S K O R. What does yeah, that, what, what what is that, that mean? What is it? I don't, I don't even know. Did you I, did you mistype? That? What? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, even though the L and the R are nowhere near each other on a no, keyboard, that would be like a sneeze or something. You'd have to really <laughs> spaz them to hit that one. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to another episode of Third and Forever, presented by Ten Thousand Takes. Go to their website at ten ktakesmncom Find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Just search Ten K Takes. Uh, and you can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at third underscore forever 10K, where we post episodes and clips and memes and other things like that, all football content each week uh, and every day. You can also find links to me and Kevin's socials on there as well, uh, where we might be a little more active. And hopefully, please fight with Kevin on Twitter. Uh, I'm, I'm still, the last one that got into a Twitter fight, and I wasn't even trying to do it. So um, fight with Kevin please yeah <laughs> all right i've been your host adam oz joined as always by my co-host kevin Holm. kevin final words sky you go first